0: Hey folks, welcome back to the Culture Jack Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Loki, episode number three, titled Lamentous. It's about 36 minutes long, a little bit shorter than the other episodes. The the first two episodes were maybe 40, 45 minutes, so it's cut down a little bit. And this is not including credit sequences, because that's like 10 minutes in and of itself. Like these are big budget things. If you have not been on the Culture Jack podcast before, well, welcome to the podcast. We host a variety of shows that you should check out every week. Also, if you have not listened to on today's episode, or the OTE, as we call it sometimes here on the podcast, this show is it's it's basically like a, a recap and review show, like anything else that you might see on YouTube or on these other social media sites where We dissect an episode of a TV series that we're watching or I guess the entire plot of a movie that we've just watched. Hopefully it's something that is kind of in the zeitgeist, in the nerddom uh, fantasy lane where, you know, is, is, is trending or is current. And so we can hop on that trend and hopefully bring you to our podcast. If you got here by that devious method or some other method, thank you for joining us. I will be your discussion and your dissection host today. My name is Dustin, and uh, welcome to the show. Before I begin, as a warning, there will be spoilers for episode three of Loki. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why I got so exaggerated there, but I I did. So this is the third episode. I have my notes uh, all very well organized upon the stickies in front of me. Uh, it is shorter than previous episodes, like I said, probably about 10 minutes uh, shorter. and it begins with a little bit more detail about Lady Loki, oh well, she said not to call her Loki in the last episode, but Lady Loki's mind enchantments that she does. And it starts off with her and the soldier that was kidnapped from the TVA, and they're in a bar. And they're like having a relaxed conversation, like they're old friends. And the and the soldier gets a brain freeze, and she goes, "Ah, brain freeze." And she says, "Yeah, you know, you lose memories uh, when you get get a, a brain freeze, or when your mind is in an altered state like that." Try it again, and I will ask you if you remember something specific. And so she tries it again. She gets a brain freeze. She's like, "Oh, my brain!" And she's like, "Where are the timekeepers?" What did you do with the timekeepers? And she's like, excuse me, what? And then they're transported to another bar or another location. And she says, where are the timekeepers? And then it goes back into reality outside of that soldier's mind, outside of that agent's mind, where Lady Loki's got her got her zapping on the head and she's. She's like, where where exactly do I go in the TVA to get to the timekeepers? And the, the gal who's on the floor, and she's like, well, you just got to go through the golden doors. That's all you got to do. And she's like, perfect. And she takes off, and it kind of starts off, that was kind of a recap, but she starts off the episode Portaling into the TVA. Now, many of the TVA's guards have just evacuated the TVA to go respond to all of those branches in the timelines that she caused. No doubt a plan of hers to get everyone out of the TVA. So she goes back, tries to mind meld a guard and realizes that her mind enchantments do not work in the TVA. Um, yeah, so she knows about the TVA. But she is a variant and she doesn't know everything. This has led to some speculation online that I've seen where they're talking about her n- maybe not operating alone. But maybe having a benefactor of some kind. Someone actually pulling the strings. Um, but, but her powers don't work. But that's alright. That's fine. Because it turns out that this lady Loki is a pretty badass fighter in her, in her own right. Uh, so she she takes on like three or four guards, uh, then Loki, our Loki, well, you know the Loki that we know and love comes through the portal after, her and uh, starts to to pursue her. She finds some more guards to fight. She kicks their butt, and then they have a they have a confrontation. Uh, <laughs> what does he What does he say to create? I don't even know where my notes are here. So. Um, they have a little confrontation and they're having kind of a battle of the wits uh, as well. And then the Ravona rate Ravona Ravenslayer, I think is her name, the judge, who grabbed up one of those little time sticks earlier in the in the previous episode and went out to fight uh, the Lokis and and when she took a swipe at him, Loki teleported them both away and to another. To another place. Oh well, he was fighting her. He's like, "Are you sure you're a Loki?" And she was like, "Don't call me that." But they did a a, a time jump or a universe jump. It must have been a time jump to a place called Lamentus in uh, 2077. So, what's going on in Lamentus? You might ask. I they there's some other stuff that happens before they discover this, but basically, Lamentus is another apocalypse level event. And as we learned in the previous episode. This is where Lady Loki has been hiding out. She's been hiding out in places like Pompeii, places like Alabama, I think, was where that last one was in 2050 with the hurricane. Uh, and then places like this. And this place in 2077 is faced with an apocalyptic level event wherein either it is a moon or it is one of its moons is crashing into this planet. In any Anyway, there's going to be some interstellar destruction here. Uh, the they they scuttle a little bit more, and it turns out that the, the I guess they keep calling it a temp pad, the little device that controls their ability to move through the timeline, is out of batteries. And she's like, "Give me the give me the temp pad," and he's like, "No, take it from me." She's like, "Where did you put it?" He's like, "He said it's in my heart," is what he said. And it's it's fun to watch these two characters interact, because. They are not the same character, obviously, but they have some of the same characteristics, so it's, it's kind of fun to watch. Um, she says that she is uh, not not a, not a Loki. Uh, she says uh, later she says that her name is actually Sylvie, which I've seen some Easter egg videos online about this episode or the last episode where Loki is looking over the files about himself. In the TVA library, museum, whatever it is. And one of the variants is named Sylvie. And so that's that's this one. Um, so they they need to get a, a charge on this temp pad in order to get out of this apocalypse level event. Because even though they're hiding out or she's hiding out in these apocalypse level events, you don't want to be there when the apocalypse happens because you're still going to die. Which would be all right, probably, according to the TVA. Um, so she tries to use her powers on Loki, and she gets up really close to him, and she puts her, her hand on, on his neck, and nothing happens. She's like, why won't my powers work on you? He's like, it's because I have a very powerful mind. You can't, you can't take over someone with a very powerful mind. But it was funny, because when she was using the powers, she got up very close to him. And it was a very, you know, like tense sequence between them. And it it felt, I don't know, maybe a little romantic. I'm not going to say that it was, you know, super romantic, but they, they shared a moment. Whether it is a moment that was shrouded in deception or not, I think how within Loki's character is it for Loki to have a romantic attraction or a physical entanglement, if you will, with himself. Or with himself from another timeline. Ah, so that was kind of interesting to me. And then a lot of talking. They were getting to know know each of these characters a little bit a little bit better. And she talks about, you know, disbanding the the timekeepers or destroying the timekeepers and He said, so your plan was to get rid of these timekeepers, cause havoc on the timeline, and leave a power vacuum and just walk away? And she said, yeah, basically that was it. They don't trust each other. Like I said, it's very fun to watch these two characters that are constantly deceiving other people. Well, at least that's what we know of the mainline continuity Loki. But we assume this of Lady Loki as well, who says her name is Sylvie. Uh... I mentioned that already. Excuse me. Uh, we assume that of Sylvie as as well. So it's it's fun to watch these interactions. And they need to get this thing charged. And so they go to a town. And in the town, there's like a neon neon sign. And Loki's like, well, why don't we try and charge it off of that? And she's like, okay, great. And so she goes up to the sign. And she's like, okay, I've, I think I've got it all figured out. I just got to get the, these couplings in the right way. Now give me the device. Give me the temporary, the, the temp pad. And he's like, come on, you're going to have to work harder than that to fool me. And he's like, all right, we're going to have to start trusting each other. But um, you're going to have to let me deal with this tech stuff because there's no way that this temp pad is going to be charged by something as simple as a neon sign. And so what what happens next? Then they go find a, there's like an old lady in a, tra- oh, this is a very, very funny part. Uh, there's like an old lady in a trailer, and they go go to the door to, I don't know, I don't know what they were doing there. Maybe getting information from her. But Sylvie goes up to the door, and, and Loki's like, hey, you should try, you know, Grace and Diplomacy. And she says, Grace and Diplomacy, got it. And she kicks the door in. Well, there's this lady in the trailer with this air blaster sonic powered weapon and she blows sylvie just right out the door right into the into the moony sands and he said we we come in peace and she she goes well i i enjoyed that he says (laughs) he says i did too and so he's gonna try to get this get on this lady's side and get the power that they need for the their device and he looks in the window and he sees a picture of her and her husband and so Loki, being the trickster, being the transforming character that he is, he transforms into a vision of her husband. And he walks around the the door and she's like, Pete, is that you? And he's like, yeah, it is. It's been a long time. It's so good to see you. I love you. You've never looked so beautiful. And she blasts him out the door as well. And she's like, he's never said anything that nice to me in the 30 years that we were married or, or whatever it was. So they both get blasted, and the lady's like, you guys are devils, aren't you? And he's like, we're just looking looking for uh, where everyone went or something along those lines. And she's like, well, it we went to the Ark, this, this giant escape pod, this giant spaceship, the last hope for these people to get off this planet and survive this apocalypse-level event. And they're like, well, okay, that will be the thing that we can we can charge the temp pad with like if we get to the ship we can i guess erase their hope erase the people's hope is what they were planning on doing when they got to this ship maybe i don't know but regardless that's what they're going to do they're going to go charge the temp pad uh with the with the arc, and they're like where is this arc? and the lady was like well it's uh you got to take the train so they go to the train station at the train station there is a line of people waiting to get aboard this train for what we imagine is their last chance at salvation and as we see this we see you know the bougie class the the rich folks making their way onto this train first because isn't that just how it is and they're like well how are we going to get on the train and sylvie says well you know we'll fight our way on he goes so you're just going to kill everybody and then hijack the train she says well if That's their choice. If they want to fight like that, he's like, I got a better idea. And he turns himself into a costumed guard. And so he's hauling her through and he's like, I got to take this prisoner on this train. And the guard is like, well, let me see your tickets. And he's like, no, no, this order came from headquarters. The other guard was about to get his supervisor. He was like, hey, hey, boss. And then Sylvie grabbed him, enchanted him and invited (laughs) invited them both onto the train. So they're on the, on the train and they get a lot of conversation going about, you know, who they are, where they came from. Uh, there was a funny line where Loki uh, had mentioned his adoption or he'd mentioned he was adopted. She's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, they they told you? And she was like, yeah, of course they told me. I, they felt like I was mature enough to handle it or something along that. So that was really, really funny. Uh, they talk about where they learned their magics from. And Sylvie was self-taught uh, to do her little mind trick. Now, we don't know if Sylvie has any other kinds of magics just yet. I would assume she does. She's a Loki, after all, or a Loki variant. Um, and Loki says, you know, it was his mother. They have a conversation about, about love, uh, which is, is all the buzz on the internet right now. Uh, for the the revelation that Loki is a bisexual character and they were talking about love and uh, Sylvie said something about love being hate. Loki compared uh, love to uh, this dagger and she went to grab the dagger and he made it disappear. And he says, but ultimately, you know, it's not real. And they had an agreement that really love was, was not a real thing. So, uh, Oh, the revelation about his sexuality came when they were talking about if they had someone meaningful in their lives and she had said that there was a a postman that she's had a long-term relationship with but it's kind of hard to do that in the apocalypse now I looked online and there are some people that are throwing out some conjecture about this postman that he is a character that was involved with Sylvie maybe with Sylvie or maybe with a sorcery club of some kind in the Marvel universe that I am not familiar with. But if you'd like to do a little extra research, I welcome you to do it. And then share it with me. Get a hold of us at Facebook or Twitter at CultureJack. It's a great a great way to get a hold of Or you send us an email. I'll tell you the email at the end. Stay tuned for the end. Why am I holding that as a secret? I've said it in almost every single episode of the past two years. So anyway... Uh, They have this conversation and they keep telling each other to take naps, but neither of them trust each other. And he's like, that's not how I relax. And the next scene, I can't remember if she was taking a nap and woke up or if it just kind of happened. But Loki's kind of throwing a party. He has kidnapped this whole train car and they are dancing and singing with him. He's singing this rowdy melody that turns into a very soft melody that turns again to a rowdy melody. I'm sure it has already been clipped for a sound use on the TikTok app. As a matter of fact, I should see if I can find it and use it for the videos that I'm making of this podcast. I mean, if you're hearing it on the TikTok app right now, then I've definitely found it. And all of this is not really essential podcasting information, but but there it is. Ah, uh, So they have those conversations. He gets drunk, throws a party. A guy like kind of notices him, notices this is out of place because he's He's done being a security guard. He's already transformed back into his TVA uh, office uh, (laughs) uniform. And one of the things that he was partying, though, that I I noticed, I'm sure a lot of people noticed as well, he was drinking, he gulped down this drink, and then he slammed it to the ground, and he's like, Another! Which was an awesome reference back to the original Thor when Thor was hanging out with uh, Darcy and... Jane Foster, and who was the other guy? Professor Selvig, and he had a coffee, and he's like, this is marvelous, and he threw it on the ground in the diner, and he's like, another. And so it's it's funny, as much of a trickster as Loki is, as much as he has been through, like, Earth customs and just standard customs that aren't Asgardian barbarism, Kind of go by the wayside to that you know hey we're parting we're we're having revels and we are throwing our our cups and our glasses to the to the ground. Um, the dude that went and was like hey this is really suspicious he went and got the guards the guards came back and were like hey where are your tickets and Loki drunk he was gonna summon some tickets you know with his magics but instead he summoned fireworks he was having a conversation with with Sylvie and he had told her that his mother had shown him how to summon these fireworks. And so he summoned fireworks on accident because he was drunk. This leads to a confrontation with the guards in which Sylvie and Loki fight. At this time, Loki shoots out like this green blast, like this green oral projection from his hand. He's like, uh, I don't know, like a chi blast or something. Goku, where are he you at? He, he throws it out there. And I didn't know that Loki had that kind of power. I didn't. That it seems like a new skill to the skill set of Loki that we didn't know that he had. So just something that stood out very poignant. They fight, they tussle with these guards, and eventually Loki gets thrown out of the window of the train. Sylvie goes, oh no, the temp pad, because he still has it, giving her a reason to also jump out the window and follow him. The temp pad is broken. It's on it's on the ground. They're very upset. And they say, Well, there's no way off this. We're we're gonna die here. That's just how it goes. And she's like, You need to follow the plan. Always follow the plan. Getting drunk wasn't part of the plan. And he's like, I I enjoy hedonism. And she's like, I enjoy hedonism too, but the mission comes first. And so they sit down, have a moment to kind of collect themselves, and they say, or Loki says well, why don't we go get on that Ark? She's like, the Ark's going to explode. And he's like, well, not maybe not if we're on it. And so now the new plan is they're going to survive this apocalypse a regular way and not just escape it via a time jump like they had been doing. And so they make their way uh, off to the big city where the Ark is. Now they're on foot. Uh, they're walking a long way. And Loki said, I've never had to walk this much in my life. And she says, well, that must be a nice, nice life. Apparently Sylvie hasn't had the silver spoon necessarily that Loki has had this entire time. And one, one of the things he did, he said, why don't you enchant me and send me somewhere nice and relaxing and you can walk for the both of us. And she teaches him about the enchantment and, and like how to do it. They, they're, It looks like they're kind of building trust, but I don't trust that either of them are trustworthy enough to have any trust between the two of them in in any fashion. And so she gives she dishes some info on her ability to enchant people, which no doubt is foreshadowing for later. They're going to come back and he is going to enchant someone. Heck, maybe he's going to enchant her at some point. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that the TVA is the bad guy or at the very least the timekeepers and most likely uh, Ravona Rinslayer uh, are also bad guys. And so I'm thinking that's going to come back and Loki's going to do some enchantments himself. But before she teaches him that he was like, come on, tell me about this. You know, all these things about me. I know nothing about you. And she says, yeah, that's uh, gives me the tactical advantage. Doesn't it? They're talking about that. And she's like, Oh, that guard, that I enchanted, that I got the information about the timekeepers from, like, she was all kinds of messed up. She was very fuzzy in her head. I had to go back hundreds of years to find this memory that she really likes margaritas and get her off her guard to find out where the the timekeepers were. And he's like, hundreds of years, the the TVA were made by the timekeepers for this sacred duty of protecting the sacred timeline. Because Loki's really done his... His homework, he's become a very, very big company man. He's all business when it comes to the TVA now because he knows a lot about him. And she's like, no, no, she was pulled from Earth as were all of these TVA agents. They were all variants come to the TVA. So that's a huge revelation in this episode, episode and it could be one of, the, one of the big reasons why Agent Mobius is so obsessed with that damn jet ski, uh, I did a little bit of reading online about Agent Mobius himself, and Agent Mobius, in the comics, it turns out there's just millions of this guy, and he's all he's all uh, leading all of these different departments of the TVA or separate versions of the TVA for... I don't even know if there's sacred timekeepers in the comics or if that's that is a construction of the MCU in order to introduce Kang the Conqueror but regardless there are many many Mobiuses, and some of the reading that I was doing online also hinted to the fact in previous episodes when Mobius went to visit Ravona in her office and he was talking about you know all of the trophies that she had in her office from the different timelines they jumped to and the fact that the some of them weren't from him And someone had mentioned online that the coffee rings on the table were not necessarily from him as well. So maybe it'll come to pass that there are many, many Mobiuses, the mini Mobius theory. It's the new Mephisto. It's it's the Mephisto of mid 2021. Um, Okay. so anyway, where was I? So they're in the city. (laughs) I'm laughing because I just had to record this two times this is this is ridiculous I got so twisted up everything was out of order but now we'll go back to the way it should have been much like the TVA I will correct the culture jack timeline to the sacred culture jack timeline so they make it to the city they see the ark they're headed that way but at that moment The moon or the planet explodes it explodes in half in a very dramatic way and these large meteorites are coming crashing to the ground And so now the rush is on the heat is on and they need to get to this arc as quickly as they can so they start moving toward the arc There are some guards who decide that they are going to be real and I was I was thinking this while I was watching this episode the planet is exploding the last chance you have for survival is about ready to take off. What kind of company men are these guards that they are going to fight off these other people that want to get on the Ark Well, they too do not have a seat, obviously, on the Ark? It just seemed very bizarre to me. The world's ending. You're not going to get paid on Friday, dude. So <laughs> they're fighting these guards. All this action sequence is happening. They're running toward the Ark. There is a building that nearly falls on them. Loki says, I've got it. He turns around, and he it's like he puts it back in place. Almost like he rewound time, maybe. Maybe it's another power set that we didn't know Loki had. Loki's tricks up to this point had all been either physical, you know, he uses the daggers, the knives to fight, or they have been illusionary in nature. Like they have been... Him transforming into someone else or him duplicating himself or him creating an environment that is not the actual environment. So does he have some time bending powers? Perhaps we'll get back to that here in a moment. Um, But as all this is happening, they get to a point and then the arc itself is struck by a meteorite and explodes. Everyone in the street stops fighting. Loki and Sylvie, no exception. The shot is centered on Loki as he looks in disbelief at, as his last opportunity, his last chance to escape this apocalypse, this cataclysmic event, is torn asunder, is gone. And that's it. That's it for the episode. I mean, it was a little bit of a shorter episode, a pretty good episode. Number two is still my favorite thus far. There is no after credit scenes for this. Oh, sh- drop, my, drop my notes. I can't go on without them. There's no after credits. There's no after credits scene in this uh, show. So some notes about this episode. Now, was there time manipulation when Loki put that building back? And I I don't think they gave that to us at the end in that big action sequence and made it a centerpiece of that action sequence by mistake. I saw some things online. (laughs) I'm going to stop calling uh, these episodes on today's episode. I'm going to start calling them. I saw some things online. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, Where in the first episode, as Loki was running uh, rampant through the TVA and found that drawer full of Infinity Stones, he was fiddling around with the Time Stone. He was rolling it between his fingers. Is there a chance that he snagged that Time Stone, put it in his pocket, and now has... Some time manipulation abilities of his own. It wouldn't surprise me. It would be very clever from just a throwaway scene. But as those longtime uh, in- enthusiasts of Marvel and MCU properties in particular will know, they don't do many things by accident. Or maybe they do everything by accident. Maybe everything is retroactively canonized for the MCU. Maybe that's a possibility. I don't know. Uh, Lady Loki is Sylphie. uh, And we discover from the comic books that Sylphie is a character named the Enchantress in the comic books. Also, uh, everyone is celebrating uh, Loki's bisexuality online, which is, I guess, I guess the, the character that one of the Russo brothers played in Endgame. He played as a gay character, which... At the time, I think was seen as some kind of tokenism where it's just like, oh, yeah, here's a gay guy in Marvel. Look how diverse we are. But not only do they make that as this main character, as this main antagonist uh, with the line, you know, you've had, I'm sure, some some princes uh, and some princesses. Oh, no, she said. I'm sure being a prince of Asgard, you'd have many offers from potential would-be princesses or maybe even some, some princes. And he says, well, you know, a bit of both, but I imagine that you have as well. Another question that I had during this episode is, how are they getting out of this one? How, like, that was their last option, right? The temp pad is broken, so they're not going to time travel out of it. The Ark... Has been destroyed. So they're not going to escape the apocalypse. Now is Mobius. Going to come and rescue them. Or are we going to find out that Loki actually has. A time stone. And is using it to his advantage. As someone who. You know does time rewinding things. I don't know. One thing I did think during this episode in particular. But. Really, any of the episodes where they went to a certain place in time, whether it was Mobius and Loki or whether it's Loki and Sylvie, um, is it Sylvie or Sylvie, either way, uh, when they went to a different time period, I hope they are filming extra scenes in that time period, because there is no doubt that there is going to be moments in the MCU proper. Well, this is the MCU proper, but in the movies where they go to some of these events. and it would be so wonderful to have a, an escaping Loki and Sylvie running through the events in these other movies. Just have all of that footage on the back burner because you're going to you're going to use it. I mean, they realistically they should be doing that for all of these movies, just filming some extra scenes that could be included in other movies. Marvel, if you need more great ideas for uh, production, direction, uh, or you know storytelling, just just give me a call. Is send culture Jacks an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. You can do it. I guarantee it. Love is hate. Is what she said. But that's it. That's all I all I think I want to say about Loki episode three. Overall, a good episode. Not the best one yet. If I had to order them. Uh, from, from worst to best, I'd say one was worse, uh, worst. It's not, not cause it's bad. Just a lot of exposition. Number three was uh, number two and number two was number one. If any of that makes sense for you. Otherwise, that's all we have for the podcast today on today's episode, talking about Loki episode number three. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please do not hesitate to leave us a review. And we may not see every single review that you leave us because we are on platforms and streamers that I didn't even know existed. I Google I Google searched Culture Jack podcast the other day and there were some in foreign languages that I know I did not request to be put on. But because of my RSS feed distributions in other such broadcasting networks. Here we are. So leave us a review if you could. Leave us a comment if you want Want to know something particular or pick our brains about something particular about these Loki episodes. Stay tuned for our other shows. Thursday, the News Desk, Friday show. We've got uh, The Weekend Wire on Sunday, Monday Madness on Monday. There's all kinds of stuff coming out all the time. We did all kinds of coverage for E3 2021. So if video games are your thing and you want to know what two Alaskan boys think about it, well, that's, that's a good place for you to go, I think. But besides that, we will see all of you on the next episode.